You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Today we're talking about modal verbs and how to use them in different forms. Hello there and welcome to English with Monty. We're moving on to episode 31. I have Gideon back and you seem to be much better. You've recovered, right? From what? From COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I recover from many things. <laughs> a stressful day, for example. Indeed. Doing yes. a podcast with you. I need, you know, at least a week's recovery. Well, sometimes so, more, sometimes two Sometimes weeks, right? more. Uh, COVID, yes. Except my voice. You hear that going out there? Yeah, I've recovered. That's good. 100%. I'm pleased to hear it. It was always very mild. Fortunate, really fortunate. I'm going to use a phrase that's going to lead on to the topic. So it must okay. have been a quite boring time being in your hotel room for that period. You would think, but it was okay. It was okay. That's good. I was frustrated not being able to go out. I wouldn't say it was boring. These days you have so many distractions. You have TV, Netflix, whatever, yeah. podcasts so you- to listen to, fantastic podcasts to listen to. Basically, you were listening to my podcast and that's what got you through it, right? On a loop. Yes, again and again and again for 10 days. You love listening to your own voice. Well, your podcast. Yeah, but your voice is on it. Your voice is on it, isn't it? That was the clue. What am I going to do it about today? Oh, must have. Is that something to do with modals? It is something to do with modals, yes. I'm going to look at modal verbs in terms of obligation. You've got advice or opinion, and then you've got deduction, and then you've got ability and possibility. Right. Looking at that particular construction, I guess must have been. So why do we say that? And why do we use that particular grammar construction? You use must have or a past participle to talk about things you believe to be certain. Something yep. happened in the past that you believe is certain it's happened, but you don't know. You don't have any proof of it. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. And I think the important thing to point out there is I guess the construction is of a present perfect construction, isn't it? But it's not actually the present perfect in the sense that obviously you're not changing the auxiliary. The auxiliary no. would always be have uh-huh. because the modal takes the subject, doesn't it? So obviously yeah. a modal doesn't change if it's I, I must, you must, they must, yeah. she must. So it's always the same. The have form and the past participle is always a way of using the modal in the past, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For example, I could say I should have laughed more in your last podcast episode. You should have laughed more. Yeah, we did a podcast on humor and I told John some jokes and he didn't find them very funny. I thought they're funny, but you should have laughed more. Again, past the obligation, isn't it? That is a past obligation, yeah. I mean, I suppose we're probably starting off a bit to... Sorry to interrupt you, John. I think some people confuse should have and must have. That's an important point, isn't it? They think our past obligation, that must be, must have, because in the present, it's must. You must laugh. This joke's going to be funny. You must laugh. But when you put it in the past, you don't use must. You use should have a past obligation. You should have laughed. It was a funny joke. You should have laughed. As you say with must have, as in you're making some kind of a deduction with that one, aren't you? Whereas should have. Yeah, it's not past obligation. It's past mm-hmm. deduction. Yeah. But it changes. That's yeah. why it does confuse. I suppose we potentially started a bit backwards, haven't we? In the sense that we've probably gone to the most difficult thing first, in a way. Why is it difficult, John? Just because it's the past and <laughs> it's not difficult. 
Oh, we're not doing past modals. Are we doing present ones? We're going to do present ones. I want to cover... That's that's a big topic. Do you think? Yeah. We'll see how we get on. We can always do another part, another episode to do with this. What? You expect me to come back? (laughs) You haven't paid me for the last episode. (laughs) Episodes? Well, the checks in the post. That's what you've been saying. I've received a single penny from you, John, since we started. (laughs) I'm going to bake you some cake. I'm going to... Send you a carrot cake through the post. It's just, I've got to find the right ingredients. Fair enough. Best carrots in England. It's funny you should say that. Am I going off subject here? I don't know. Okay, I'm heading off piste. But I find British carrots more delicious than French carrots. I live in France, in Paris. I don't notice any difference with other vegetables. British carrots taste nicer. That's strange. That's strange. Are you allowed to say that? I mean, won't French people be upset with you? (laughs) they will throw up my request for citizenship maybe don't like our carrots get out of our country it's possible why do you think that is is that i have no idea just you no idea and i have no idea and i don't notice it with other veggies okay maybe i need to do a test bring over some carrots i will smuggle in some carrots (laughs) next time you come (laughs) over brexit you're allowed to bring over carrots anymore wait want some carrots want some british carrots special price for you (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty dodgy smuggling in carrots yeah that was off topic it was test. wasn't it yeah we'll do a taste test i'll bring you a british carrot blind tasting yeah exactly and you'll see which is which okay yeah. so with the present people often get confused with this idea of must and have to what is the difference because they're both about obligation aren't they but what's the main difference between must and have to now, this is often misunderstood and misinterpreted, but the difference is that must is an internal obligation and have to is an external obligation. Right, yeah. People tell me, oh, must is stronger than have to. That's not the case. Most of the time, they're interchangeable. I'll try and give you an example. You would say, we're going to a party and we have to wear fancy dress, okay? You could say we must wear fancy dress, but it's an external. There's a rule from the outside. So we have to wear fancy dress. Do you agree, wouldn't you? Yeah. So it's more to do with like a rule or a law, isn't it? Yeah. I think people understand if I must wear fancy dress. But you say, I've got a toothache. I must see the dentist. You could say, I have to see the dentist, but you're talking about yourself and your own problem. So you'd say, I must. I really must see the dentist. Because I guess it's about a personal obligation, isn't it? When you say internal. more Personal about, obligation, yeah. Personal yeah. obligation or something maybe very specific. That maybe happens on one occasion. Exactly. Tell the listener, they shouldn't worry too much about it. You'll be understood if you use must and have to, if you mix them up. They're more or less interchangeable. There is this nuance of difference. Yeah, as you say, you don't need to worry too much. But I suppose the other element that you need to think about is maybe the negative, because obviously the negatives have very different meanings, don't they? They do. And we made a video about it, didn't we? We did a long time ago. But I we think did. the first video we ever made, maybe. Ever? Yeah. Well, did they have so. video recorders at the time? <laughs> so one of those handhold things you wound. VHS. Um, the VHS, yeah. Must, in the negative, yes. So in the negative, you mustn't is a negative obligation, isn't it? Exactly. The idea is, I suppose, it's prohibited, isn't it? You I mustn't always... contradict me, John. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I shouldn't do that. But I think, for example, you say you mustn't drive along the street as in it's prohibited, it's against the law. Yeah. Whereas if I say you don't have to drive, mm-hmm. then what does that mean? That's different, isn't it? 
that's a lack of obligation, no obligation. So if I invite you for coffee and you say, I don't like coffee, well, say so you don't have to have coffee. You don't have to have coffee, John. You can have something else. There's no obligation to drink coffee. Whereas you if you said to me, you mustn't drink rum punch or whatever you'll normally do that in the morning. Mustn't drink coffee means it's disgusting, it's horrible, or it's going to poison you. Well, I'm your doctor. I so say you mustn't drink coffee before you go to bed mm. because you won't sleep. You mustn't drink and drive. You mustn't drink alcohol and drive a car. Yeah. Sort of negative obligation. And also as well, you can substitute mustn't for can't and not allowed to. For example, you'd say you mustn't park here or you can't park here or you're not allowed to park here. So yeah. there's three ways of saying the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Perhaps mustn't is a bit stronger, do you think, in this case, than you can't? I suppose it seems that way, doesn't it? But they all have fundamentally the same meaning, don't they? Can't implies there's a rule, I think, to come from somewhere else. And mustn't, there's an obligation. It's a subtle difference, I think. But yeah, most of the time you can use either. And I think the other element that has to be talked about is the fact that have to is much more flexible than must, isn't it? Mm -hmm. How so? In the sense that must, you have the present and you cannot use it as a past simple. There's no musted or anything like that. I mean, I guess. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously you could say I must have done this. So that's kind of using it in a past context. But for example, you could say I had to wear a uniform. Exactly. And yeah, there's no past tense. There's a compound tense must have, but you can pass the must I had to. Yeah, I had to wear a uniform. And also no infinitive. Yep. To have to wake up six o'clock in the morning every day must be difficult. So you can't say too must. Exactly. So it's good to use it in that way, isn't it? And obviously you've got the future, so I'll have to get up early tomorrow. Yeah. So again, you're using it in that context. Same with other modal verbs as well, isn't it? They don't have infinitives. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. So that's the important thing to think about because can... We'll come on to it in a bit, but can is to be able to, isn't it? We'll come on to that in a second. Then if you're talking about advice or opinion, you would use which modal verb? Advice or opinion should. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a trick question. (laughs) No trick question. No, 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 Gideon. (laughs) You're so wrong. (laughs) That's what everybody says, but you're utterly wrong. You were correct. It was very good. Okay. Very quick response. I was very impressed. So you should take warm clothes with you. If you visit Scotland, because it's going to be pretty cold at night, mm-hmm. I think the government should do something about unemployment, for example. And then you've got ought to, haven't you, which is slightly different. Yeah, I think it's more of a spoken form, isn't it? There is slight difference, isn't it? It's British English, is it? Ought to? I think Americans use it too, I believe do so. They? Okay. My thinking on ought to is it's a bit more formal in a way, isn't it? slightly stronger advice is it i think the the advice comes from someone else who ought to a little Mm. bit they ought to stop people from making noise late at night so i think maybe comes from elsewhere but it's very very similar to should anyway it is yeah i mean i suppose the only thing that we need to point out is it comes together doesn't it ought to it doesn't take the same form as a standard mode or does it you've got to put the two on the end of it And then obviously, if it's negative, you say ought not to. You would not say not ought to. I think I remember checking earlier the difference of should and ought to. And ought to might also be used to talk about 
ethical correctness. So you ought to be careful about what you say. Okay, so there is an obligation, but it's an ethical or a moral obligation. Just check that earlier. That sounds good. I like that. But it's also followed by two. It's a sort of semi-modal verb, isn't it? Because you have two. Yeah. Sometimes shortened to ota. It is, yeah. I suppose that's just way of speaking, isn't it? Like um, shoulda. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. It's just the way people speak, isn't it? Rather than being correct. Yeah. Monty is based in London and we offer individual lessons and conversation group classes in the centre by Tottenham Court Road. Come and join us. You can access the times and place to meet through Meetup at the following web address. So that's meetup.com forward slash Monty dash English dash conversation. See you there. Moving more on to the deduction idea. So you've got must. They must be out. There aren't any lights on. They must have a lot of money. She drives a Porsche. Those kind of things are deducing something, aren't they? Yes. But you could also use it with something that could be possibly true. For example, you're speaking Spanish and I say, oh, he might be Spanish. He might be Spanish. Yeah. It's possibly true because you are speaking that language. So might is for possibility. Yeah. In this context, might and may are not really very different, are they? According to the books, may has a slightly higher level of probability, but... Does it? Yeah. I may go to London this weekend to sort of 70% and I might go to London as a slightly lower level of probability. But I think it's difficult to say. I think when it's used interchangeably. That is an interesting I may one, be I... late. I'm probably mm. going to be late. I might be late. I'm not sure, but it's possible. No, I'd never really thought of that, but that's true, isn't it? Yes, you mm-hmm. do use it in that way. I suppose that's slightly similar, isn't it, with probably and maybe as well, isn't it? Because probably is more that's going to happen, whereas maybe is a bit more on the fence. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the idea of something is impossible or not true when we use can't. Yeah. How would you use that one? He can't be a doctor. He's only 17 years old. Yeah. You put me <laughs> on the spot trying to think of an example. That's the best I could do. No, no, he's only 17 years. He's too young. He can't be a doctor. Kateo, he can't be Spanish. He's not getting his R's correct. Yeah. Again, it's using that idea. But I suppose the opposite of must in this case is can't, isn't it? It's not mustn't. So in mm-hmm. terms of deduction, the opposite of must is can't. So we've just used the opposite of must in that context. Yes. Which is a little bit confusing, but that's how it works. Confusing, it? Yeah. So we'll move on to can or could, and then that works into the idea of be able to. So here we're talking about ability and possibility. Right. Why do we have three different phrases for that? So you've got can, could, be able to. Why do we have those three different things? Good question. First of all, as you said, with must and have to, that can can only be used in the present tense. Mm-hmm. I can play the piano. Okay, so for abilities, you probably use can. Your yes. ability and yeah. knowledge. But in the past, you have to use was able to. I was able to play the piano by the time I was seven years old. Okay. Wow, that's amazing. To be able to play the piano at such a great level is amazing. But here, I guess you could also say could. It just has a slightly <laughs> different meaning, doesn't it? If you're saying to be able to in the past, you're focusing more on the ability, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can use could and was able to both in the past. You can sometimes use could in the past too. I could play the piano by the time I was seven. Yeah, there's not a huge amount of difference, is there? No. 
the idea again with to be able to it's similar to the idea of have to isn't it in the sense that you can use it in many different forms so you can Mm -hmm. use it in the future so i'll be able to practice my english in london or you can use it with the present perfect can't you so she has been able to speak english since she was a child and then also as you were talking about before like the infinitives so i'd like to be able to play the piano or i love being able to sleep late at the weekends so those Mm -hmm. kind of things it's more flexibility isn't it yes really that's all it's about is there anything more we can add about that not right now The only other thing I thought actually is it can be a bit more formal, can't it, to say I am. So if you use it in the present, so I am able to accept your invitation, Mm -hmm. it's a bit more formal, isn't it, in the sense that you're making it sound a bit more. Exactly. I do remind you that all these modal verbs, or most of them have more than one meaning. So you have to be careful about being ambiguous. So for example, if I say, can you play the piano? Am I asking you to play the piano? or Am I asking if you are able to play the piano? Depends on the context, really, doesn't it? More than anything. Exactly. Do you know how to play the piano? Are you able to play the piano? So sometimes it's an ambiguity. It's a way of making it a bit clearer, isn't it? By changing what you're saying. But usually, you know, from the context. No, exactly. If you want to emphasize something or stop any ambiguity, then you can change Mm -hmm. that phrase, can't you? Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm going to do a few different sentences. So I'm going to say the sentence... And you've got to tell me whether it's obligation, absence of obligation, permission, assumption, deduction, possibility, ability, or strong advice. What I let myself in for today. I I just stayed in bed. There's (laughs) only going to be seven different phrases. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a sentence and you need to tell me whether it is obligation, absence of obligation, permission, assumption, or deduction possibility ability or strong advice if you're a listener then i just want you to see what you can answer really so the first one is i could ride a bike by the time i was five years old so which one would this be i would say that that is ability yeah yeah. ability to be more precise yeah indeed how could we say it differently i was able to ride a bike yep exactly so those are two possibilities aren't they i could ride a bike Mm mm-hmm there's not really much of a difference, is there? Was not I in was this able to. sentence, no. The next one, we've got passports must be shown at the border. Okay, that is obligation. So it's something that you really have to do, isn't it? It's telling you you need to do this. And we might arrive in time for the conference, but I doubt it. Well, that could be assumption, deduction. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? I suppose it could I'm also be. I'm a bit nervous be. about tests and exams. You I'm must... not the most highly qualified people. Yeah, you have to stu- study more. In the world. I suppose in a way this could be possibility as well. Oh, possibility, but... yes. I didn't see that one. Yeah, possibility. I think in some cases it could be more than one, couldn't it? Let's move on. You're being on very and... kind, aren't you? I got it wrong. <laughs> I got it wrong, didn't I? Yeah. John's trying to be kind now. I am trying to. But he's inwardly saying to himself, bloody hell, who the hell is this? And I might have this podcast. He the basics of the English language. That's obviously possibility. I doubt whether you're an English teacher, are you? Yeah. You're right, but it's possibility. I was just sort of, I don't know, I was just playing with the different terms in my head. Sure. Well, I think most of the listeners got that ahead of you. <laughs> sure, yeah. See if you could do this one. The stewardess okay. or the flight attendant said we can unfasten our seatbelt now. Permission. 
Okay. Right. Good. Next. <laughs> You're a bit unsure now, aren't they? I know. I know it's like on the other side. Yeah. I know. Next one. You should put on overalls if you plan to paint the bedroom. Overalls are kind of clothing on top of what you're wearing i'd say that's strong advice yeah we don't need to get a visa to visit france that is absence of obligation yeah how would we say that differently don't have to yeah we don't have to get a visa it's the same meaning isn't it if we say that yeah can i just again go beyond the remit of this podcast because when i've taught this in class about don't have to and don't mm. need to for absence of obligation. I used to give the example, you don't have to have a vaccination if you go to Spain. But now <laughs> it's no longer true. Now you have to. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah, the obligations are changing now. So they? maybe soon we need a visa as well. With Brexit, you might need a visa to go to France and you might need the vaccination. So all these examples we gave in the English class. They're uh, all wrong now. Visa <laughs> and vaccination. We need to update our examples, don't we, to go with the modern times. Yes. Okay, last one. So Claire must be allergic to bananas. They okay. always bring her out in a rash. Okay, this one is assumption. Right. And deduction, yeah. Yeah, so you got it correct. So you threw me in the beginning because I really wasn't concentrating. So that's my excuse. So I got about 70% right. Well, 90. Can I still carry on teaching English? I think you can. I mean, you were drinking coffee at the time, right? Is that the How reason? do you know? <laughs> you were focusing too much on the taste of your coffee. I know. Okay. Maybe, yeah. I'm giving you an excuse. Was there anything else you wanted to add? I mean, hopefully, listeners, you got all of those correct. You were much better than Gideon. And <laughs> I have got something to add. Go on. Maybe just a little thing about pronunciation, especially the past. Mm-hmm because we're speaking slowly here and we say you should have but mm -hmm. in fast speech would say either should have or some people would say should have when well, you should have arrived an hour ago you might hear that so you should be aware same with must have must have must have or even muster a lot of people would say must have lost it I don't know where my keys are I must have lost it if you're using must have as in with the a at the end that's obviously slang expression isn't it in the sense why well, it's just a speak. I, I would say that you don't have to use it but you need to recognize it because a lot of native speakers will say musta and shoulda instead of must have or should have so it's important to recognize it sure when you abbreviate it is that correct english so no if I, it's not must so have is yeah should have is correct must have is correct okay should i know okay it's an informal contraction no it's not correct to write it some people will write it, but it's not correct. So the contraction is good, but the ah yeah. kind of idea is not good, but it's the yeah, way yeah. people speak. Well, I think that was good. Apart from your failure with small, small <laughs> things language, which is my job, <laughs> <laughs> getting it wrong. Thank you. Uh, that's Thank okay. You. It shows that you're human, that you make mistakes sometimes. The rumors about me being human are exaggerated. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You're a bit of a, an alien from somewhere. Alien. Maybe. Would you like to tell people who you are? Yes. My name is Gideon and I'm an English teacher. I also have a YouTube channel called Let Them Talk TV. Do check it out on YouTube. And also I have a podcast called Zeitgeist Banana. And John is a regular guest on that. So if you want to hear more of John's lovely voice, check that out too. Yes, indeed. And we've been doing a few videos together, haven't we? We did yes, one indeed. recently on French words in the English language. 
that seems to be quite popular. So that's good. That's really taken off. Yeah. So check that out. I, the, the statistic was 41% of common words in the English language are French. And I explained more in the video. And John is the guest. And we took a look at French expressions, how common they are in English, which ones yeah. we use like coup d'etat, déjà vu, those type of things. Indeed, your French pronunciation is impeccable. So <laughs> check those out. I have done a couple of videos as well on my own channel. If you want to check that out, that is English with Monty or Monty English on YouTube. You can find us there. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope that really helped you. Thanks, Gideon, for joining me again. You're welcome. And it's always a pleasure. You've been listening to English with Monty. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave me a donation online via our website. Monty is a small independent company and I do all the editing myself. I would suggest £2.50 to buy me a coffee or £5 for a beer. MontyEnglish.co.uk Then just click on the podcast button at the top. You can donate here. Thank you. I appreciate it.